Hey everybody, this is Steve Gibson. And I'm Sam Pro. And welcome to this week's episode of Distinctly Digital, a modern recruiting podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to be going into more detail on SEO fundamentals. No, you go ahead. Ladies first. Thank you. Thank you. So you were correct. Last week, we talked about SEO basics, uh, what it is, the the bare minimum you should be doing. Today, we're going to expand. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, when expand again, this is a vast subject. And all the things that we're doing and talking about uh, can be done in varying degrees. And there's so there's there's so much to unpack on it. And so we're just really scratching the surface of it. Um, and, and, you know, it's one of those things that you want to have get more detail and even go into what it means for your firm, what kind of strategy strategy should be in place. That's where you probably need to call me um, and us have a conversation in more detail about what you guys do, all the ins and outs that go into that. But but these are some things that, that again, you can take with you, um, kind of start your journey into search engine optimization. Um, I think it, it's it's something that it, it's, you know, you start with the first step, you know. What is that saying? A journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. Oh, it's beautiful. And if I hope our, our production guy can put in some nice music when I when I say that. He for sure can. Well, he can. He probably won't. He will. He loves to make us happy. He just spent 20 minutes working with us on things we've already done because this is our fourth episode. Well, no. So this is big, big news. This is, this is our fourth episode and we've already upgraded our facilities for this. You want to you want to you wanna break that fourth wall? You want to let the people know what that we're in a room that, that we are in a new room that's dedicated for this purpose, a specific podcast recording studio. I mean, there's no black mold on our walls. There was no black mold in the previous <laughs> quote unquote studio that that's true it, it can be neither uh, confirmed or denied at this point that is correct but this one we've got all of our equipment which luckily we we work in digital so we already had some pretty good stuff working but we now have a dedicated room that we can come to collaborate put together these episodes for you and, um, you know, expand on things like SEO. So, okay, you mentioned, Steve, that uh, once they get to a certain point, they need to reach out to you. Yes. That is because there is both organic and paid SEO. Right. And within each of those topics and subjects and, and, and practices, there's there's all kinds of, of little nuances and, and things that need to be again implemented. But so, you know, the difference of those organic and I, we touched on this a little bit last week, but for those that are just now joining us, organic is the practice of implementing uh, on page SEO elements, co- creating content strategies uh, and putting those those kind of, of practices in place to be able to help your website rank more effectively on the search engines like Google. And I think there's other ones. I don't know. Uh, Bing. 
Uh, Who's still? It's exclusively for 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 for, for Microsoft employees. Where they forced them into it. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. I think so. So they have they do that being Yahoo, all the different ones that are out there. But Google, we use that as the authority because it is the authority. So. Putting those elements in place allows you to be able to to be able to just come up in those search results. And despite what you may think, Steve, because I've heard this before, Steve, nobody is searching for my business. Nobody is looking for a company like mine through the search engines. Incorrect, or you wouldn't exist. Right, right. it really is. I mean, just think about even in your own day-to-day life. You hear about a new product or service. Someone someone maybe even calls you, you're talking to a friend, they refer you to, to this guy or this gal or this company, whatever it is. The first thing that we all do when we hear about that new product or service is is go to the web and when i say first thing we all that's probably an unrealistic statistic it's 75 percent of us according to google's numbers first thing we all the first thing that 75 percent of us do is we go to google and we start typing in to find who this company is and do research on them on the web and so even if they're they're not remotely typing in exactly the name of the organization they're doing research and finding like companies uh anytime that they start that process and they start engaging through and and becoming an active candidate or an active client in their search um for looking for a firm like like a recruiting firm to help them within their career within growing their organization they start opening the doors to to other resources. I see it all the time, even within our process, when I'm talking to individuals about a website, I may have cold called them. But then all of a sudden, they start looking and trying to find now other companies that are like me or other solutions and opportunities or options that they may have because we all do just we all do our due diligence when we're looking to implement a new um, item in our life, whether it's something tangible or whether it's a service. Yeah, back in the day when the, the town only had one doctor, you didn't have to think about what doctor am I going to go to? How far back are you going? I went back in <laughs> the day <laughs> or even more recently. OK, before smartphones, All right. before the world of Google. Right. You wanted to go out to an Italian restaurant. Your town has one. You go there. You don't have to go look online, see reviews, see if your town has one, see if maybe this is a deep set passion that you want to open one. And now you need to look about, you know, where the closest one is expanding, et cetera. Right. No, and, and you're 100 percent right. So so that's why it's important. And so that's why we want to be able to to find opportunities to let our organization and our firm be able to come up in those results. So that's what organic does. Paid is is a little bit more direct in what you're doing. You're actually defining a demographic and an audience. You're putting uh, some spend and money behind these ads that you're putting together, whether they're based on keywords that you're looking to target, if someone's typing in a certain phrase. So let's use like um, retail recruiting firms. Uh, you know, if they type in that phrase, and it meets your keywords, then you have, you'll see those kind of top four results. And I wish we had a screen share on this, but you'd see those, like those top four results on Google where it says add by it on the left-hand side. That is a very aptly named an ad. It is an ad. Yes. And so an ad means like anything else that there's money behind what, 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 what's it, what's driving that, that piece of information to be there. And so uh, you can, this is paid advertisement is, is effective as well within a, a, an SEO or marketing strategy, because it just allows you to be able to be in a position that's a little higher up on the, and in, in, in the authority of those pages uh, and those search results. 
and and it allows them to be able to find that page directly that you're looking them, for them to target. So it's usually based around a certain campaign or certain type of keywords, um, display ads. You see these all the time. You go to Amazon and you look for a product or some website, you look for a product and, and you, you leave that website and all of a sudden you start seeing ads for that product or for that company that you've been on. Um, and, and so those are all things that people are putting ad spend behind to get in front of the right people. It didn't just happen magically, believe it or not. Um, as much as we like to believe the world does not revolve around what we do and what we think and what we're Googling. But I mean, but those ads do. It is wild, though, because I have seen it and, and, and we talk about this all the time. So I, we, I, was, I was at a conference recently for um, the MRI network. And, and as I was sitting there, I was talking to one of the other vendors, um, and he had a, um, old Honda motors motorcycle that he had fixed up and he was telling me about it. And I said, yeah, I keep getting these ads for this electric bike. And I was talking to him about what this is, some electric kind of motorcycle. And, and we kind of talked about it a little bit. He's like, but I have a motorcycle. So I'm like, you're right. That's way cooler. You don't need this. But then later that day, he went to leave and and, um, and he went ahead and he, I had hit my number, uh, just so we could stay in contact and. And, um, and and potentially maybe have some opportunities to do some business together. And he texted me. He says, hey, man, I have a motorcycle. I don't need this ad. And he showed me an ad that was served to him on Instagram about this bike, electric bike. What? He hadn't searched it. He hadn't gone to it. We were just talking about it. And then he was getting that ad. So there's they're some sort of witchcraft that is listening. going on or they're always listening. The overlords of Facebook. <laughs> no what we're looking at they know what we're doing and so it can be kind of scary if, if we're if you're worried about privacy at all but that being said it can be used to your your advantage if you're implementing a paid seo strategy to get in front of them you can be the scary ones you can be the overlords to be able to get in front of the right people just to be in in the front of the right audience so if, say if i am in retail and i want to target individuals in um let's say new york because the fashion district that's there and all the organizations that are there i can i can type in the type of uh, age group i know that hiring managers are usually somewhere between 30 to 55 years of age and i want to make sure that they are visiting web websites with this type of criteria and then i want to put some ad spin behind it and then this this beautiful ad that's been created and designed is going to be shown to them when wherever they go on the web based off of the criteria if, if they fall into those demographics and meet what i've what i've set up and that's so it can be very powerful in that oh yeah it's amazing how specific you can make those um display ads or really any of the ads that you put together through uh google or Bing or whatever you choose to use. Right. And you can do this on LinkedIn too. Um, you know, it's a little more expensive on LinkedIn um, when you're talking about pay-per-click. And these are all these are all analytics that you use. Pay-per-click, um, you know, uh, the um, I guess the overall budget of that, uh, the, all the things that you want to look at the monitor, what type of click-through rate you have, those those kind of things, you can you can look at it and, and be able to, to judge the success of an ad, but you can do that on Google's platform and also do it through social media platforms like Facebook like LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, you can sponsor posts, they call it more of a sponsoring of posts or uh, but LinkedIn actually has a campaign builder that you can go and run these these in depth campaigns based off of certain criteria. And it's it can be very, very successful. Um, just like anything else, it's always part of of what you do, you know, you should be doing organic SEO, you should be doing paid SEO, you should be working with um, different types of sources to put out press releases, um, to build backlinks, 
Um, th- these are that's also versions of, of 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 paid SEO and being able to get more involved and engaged in driving individuals back to your website. It is important to make that distinction that paid search results or I'm sorry, like paid ads are completely independent from your organic listings. Those are two different things that you can pull in your Google ad console and find um, the metrics for your organic or anything that you do as paid is not going to affect your organic numbers. They are completely separate. And, and Sam, when you say that, that, that they're completely separate, they are. So this is the only way that I would say they're connected. So you cannot pay for a first page listing within your organic results. And a lot of people say, Steve, well, you know, how much are these people paying for that? They're not necessarily paying for it. They're just doing things that help them be optimized to be able to show up there. Um, but, but one thing that it does potentially influence is if you're running paid, a paid campaign, you're getting more traffic to your website. The more and Google does look at the amount of visitors and traffic that you do have coming to your website, and that potentially can you know again there's no documented probably truth on this like for like a gospel perspective, but we've seen it that that it can influence the organic results because you have more activity, more traffic, it builds more relevancy, more credibility that goes behind that. It's viewed as more of a legitimate website because because more people are visiting it. Yes, one other thing that we find is sometimes like I myself am included in this. I see those top four results or whatever that say ad next to them. Right. I'm not going to click on those. Right. I'm going to. Unless it's a competitor's ad. Yes. Unless it's a competitor's ad. We'll do what we can then. Because remember it's pay per click, (laughs) but I'm going to then either scroll down a little further to see if they show up high enough organically below or I'm just going to then turn around and Google that exact thing or search that exact or I'm sorry, type in that exact URL and go directly to their page, which then because you did not click on that ad, it now counts as organic. Right. Yeah. And and so it, there's a, it's called Google Search Console. You can go look and see the details that surround how many people are uh, what phrases they're they're typing into Google to find your organization, how many impressions you make based off of that keyword or key phrase. And what you see if you're running paid campaigns and paid advertisement uh, and, and working in that regard, you'll see your name and, and company being Googled more. Those number, numbers seem to increase as that that paid campaign as those paid campaigns are running. So so there is correlation in the way that that people are visiting you. And even if you see some of the analytics, you're like, no no one's really clicking on this ad. But but you cross reference that and you notice that, hey, our our searches have gone up or we're getting more clicks through based off these keywords and key phrases that relate to our name and to our organization. It probably has something to do with your paid results. And those while you're in that that Google search console, if you're looking at those terms that people are actually using to search for you, maybe then turn around and use those phrases in your website's SEO, yeah. whether that be through current pages you have or adding landing pages. And, and even on, so to go along with that, when you're looking and doing research, we talked a little bit last week about things like Google Keyword Planner, those kind of things. You can even go just to Google and type in recruiters and leave it kind of like empty and let it like fill it in. You know, when you type in like, why does, and it says my, does my hair smell or some random thing, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it may be that people are typing in. It will also do that for phrases that you're potentially looking to rank for and, and give you an opportunity to see, okay, well, people are typing in a lot of this. 
and a lot of that. And yeah. so maybe the, these are elements that are associated with recruiters. And so maybe those are some things that I should be including as well within my website and how to rank within that. There are a lot of tiny tricks like that that you probably do and you don't realize you're doing it or you don't realize the benefit of them until you stop and think about your actual SEO strategy. Right. And you start including them. It becomes part of your monthly or quarterly update you do to your website's SEO, which you should be doing. It is not a one and done. Right. Yeah. There should always be. And the adjustments aren't necessarily, and we'll get in, we're getting ready to get into the things like the meta title, meta description. It's not necessarily in the keyword or key, key phrase you're trying to rank for a particular page, but it, it's in the way that it, maybe the content is, is written on that page or the, what kind of content you're adding to your website and, and being active in that way. It's if you tweak things too much from some of the foundations that are there, they never you never give it time to work for you or index oh yeah yeah and with that like like steve said we're about to talk about that do you want to just go ahead and talk about metadata i think we should keep having like a like say we're about to do this and we're about to just leave people hanging and we then we say tease and then we say next week <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then make, make them tune back in to hear it again and see how long we can keep that going. Well, how about right before we get into metadata, let's hear a message from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Recruiters Websites. We didn't pay anything for it. Okay, so all right, Sam wants us to go ahead and just stop teasing everybody and go ahead and get into metadata. Uh, so metadata, this is back to some of those foundations of a organic SEO strategy or plan. Yes. And go ahead, Sam. Oh, so there are two, really three things, three things when it comes to metadata that you really need to pay attention to. First of all, the basic, what keyword or key phrase, if you're using like a long tail phrase, what right. kind of thing are you wanting to search for? You then from there build what's called meta title and meta description your meta title how exactly does that show up on your screen so your, your meta title title that you're looking at these are when you go into a search on google essentially you're seeing meta titles and meta descriptions for websites all the time the 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 blue clickable link on a google search that's your meta that's your title that the page is pulling and and that that's your meta title and then on the description it's that little blurb underneath that explains what that page is about you had no idea that you already knew so much about metadata. Right. You see it every day and you don't even think you don't even know what it's called. Yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 really implemented in everything we do and it just helps give um helps give the search engine a little bit more idea of what you do. And now, this information we're sharing with you. These are things that you can go and do some research on. You go to moz.com, m o z.com. Again, I'm not getting paid for this, but they are a good resource. Um, for you to do research on what some of these elements are more in more depth. The, you know, this is nothing groundbreaking that we're, we're sharing with you, but it's things you probably don't know. And it, it's probably things that you haven't had explained to you very well, um, because a lot of companies try to keep the, this pretty mystical and hidden uh, in the way that it's approached, uh, just because then, then it seems more more elusive and more magical and you know these are all things that we can help you with of course and and, and things that we, i'd love for the opportunity to be able to help 
potential clients and can't, uh, clients with and firms with as they come to us. But um, but but there are some things that, that you can start thinking about and, and, and should be educated on to be able to know what to implement and what makes sense for your firm. So, um, yes, you're seeing them all the time. You're, 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 you're engaged with them. And so we want to make sure that they're implemented on the website properly. So, Sam, what is a proper – what does a proper – meta title look like so a meta title there is a specific length it needs to be Uh, the current and i say current because this does change this is what i was going to mention earlier before we um stop teasing you the one of the reasons you do your updates is because these um guidelines so to speak change and you need to stay up to date. Right. But the current length recommendation is 600 pixels. You say, what does 600 pixels mean? That's about 50 to 60 characters. Right. And the reason they use pixels now is really because of mobile devices and the way that that information is viewed through those limited types of screens that are there. And um, and it's so it, it, it relates differently because uh, when you say 50 to 60 characters, you have a uppercase R takes up more space than a lowercase r it's more pixels because of the nature of the the way the letter is formed yeah some of them are bigger than others <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right they are and so that is why it's measured in pixels and that's why we have a range of around that 50 to 60 characters in that title it is key to make sure your key word or a form of your long tail phrase is in there Otherwise, what was the point of the title? Yeah, it, it needs to be, uh, you know, again, you only have a limited, limited, limited amount of space to work with. Um, so uh, so you probably can't have multiple variations of it, but you could, depending on what it is. But yeah, it needs to be in there in the exact way that you want it to be potentially searched on. Um, and and, and it, it, that just helps kind of reiterate what that page is about. Yes. So that builds into your meta description that uh, the little blurb you see about a web page before you click on it. Steve, can you tell us what that uh, should be? Yeah. So essentially it's roughly around, I believe about 150 characters or so. It's not written down on my piece of paper that's in front of me uh, for me to be able to reference that because it does change. And I, and I used to know it off the top of my head, but I believe that's what it is. Fact check me somebody on that, put it on Snopes and let me know. Um, Cause I could be wrong, but I believe it's about 150 characters right now. Um, but it, it's, it's a certain determinate amount of pixels and characters, just like the meta title. And, and again, it's something that should ta- could, should contain your keyword it actually needs to contain your keyword or key phrase. And then it should describe what that page is about beyond that. So it has, should have a, some kind of quality that is going to be your very limited sales pitch that needs to be there about why that individual needs to visit this page because they're going to be seeing that and reading that on Google or being, or the Yahoo, the search engines that they're on. Let's say someone is Googling, we're going to say, clock recruiters because i'm looking at a clock so you have included the the key phrase clock recruiting firm on one of your uh, let's say it's on your about page this is your about page right whenever someone searches clock recruiting firm in a perfect world you show up number one right below all those ads and your description should not be contact us today or blah 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 right it needs to say clock recruiting firm this business, insert here, is the top clock recruiting firm 
since yada yada etc i feel like i just i just did some seo work there was, oof. all the clock recruiters uh tuning into this yeah i just um, gave you free yeah we, we may send you a bill i'm gonna i'm gonna go google and, and find some clock recruiters and just tell them just this is we did this so go ahead exactly yeah um so uh you know within that there's also other elements you know of course again on page tactics when we talk about heading tags and 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 alt text for images um these are all things content on the website these are all things that that need need to be incorporated into your keyword key phrase and within your strategy within that so uh, you know again there's so much more to unpack within that uh, and with what we're talking about and, and within content strategies, that's where it starts to get really, um, uh, I think, really expandable um, and detailed in what you do. Don't you think, Sam? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and luckily, we won't have to talk about this alone on our next episode because we will be bringing in our copywriter, Cole Windler, and he will be expanding upon this topic of seo content strategies right and and this goes into creating things like blogs uh creating landing pages uh for specific expertises and niches and verticals that you work within services that you provide uh there's just a lot of opportunity within creating more information and and that whole uh idea that content is king i don't know who said it um but somebody said it. it and it's true it is it's very valuable even in today's day and age in the way that we we implement those things on our website i feel like it was bill gates i think it was i didn't want to I think it that. was Bill Gates. I mean, he probably heard me and he's probably like, man, that was, that's me. I know. We I just, just insulted Bing earlier. Right. So, we insulted ugh. Bing and now I just gave him a little whiny voice ugh. and I pushed, and you couldn't see me, but I pushed up my glasses, even though I'm not wearing any. As we, as we use Apple products. Right. We're using, yeah, right. We're, we're, yeah. I mean, you know, he's a good guy. He's I'm a sure. good guy. Good guy. Um, so, Please sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've said your name now like three or four times. Uh, so, but um, w- when we look at that and you look at the information and the content that's there, there's opportunities to be able to expand and grow the overall visibility of your website through that information that's being produced. There's a certain ideal length of type of information, the density in which the keyword and key phrase should be in that, and then different tactics for things like synonyms and different ways to be able to approach variations of the words that you're trying to rank for, and and building out a strategy and a campaign that surrounds everything that you do within that to be able to have uh, a increased visibility. That that over time, with all these things that we've talked about, with all these things that we're getting into uh as scattered as it may probably seem uh to those listening to the, within that the, the 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 overall uh implementation of these these efforts uh, you can really start to see a, a a big difference in the way that you're having individuals call you beyond just inbound lead generation and beyond like emails and and linkedin messages and all the things that you do for your efforts every single day we're trying to create an opportunity for you to be able to be found when people are looking for a service or a company like you or a firm like you. And and again, I want to stress before we go here, that's very, very possible. Not only possible, you should expect it at some point. Um, and if you if you get that happening, if you get if you can and because most of the firms we work with, I say most, really all the firms we work with are are great organizations. They when they have a new client that they're working with, they start turning that client into multiple placement because they build a relationship. They provide a great service for them. They find the right candidates. They don't waste their time. They're very selective in who they're bringing there. They're experts at what they do. And so if you do that, and you do that with a client that comes in through your website, 
you're able to build that relationship and you make a placement with them that first time, how many placements are you going to potentially make with that client or that new relationship you have over a five-year period? So what does that turn into from a, a revenue perspective, from a placement perspective? Uh, who do they know that they're going to refer you to? Who are the candidates that you're doing the searches for going to refer you to? It opens up a whole new door of, 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 of contacts and of relationships and, and opportunities for you to be able to dive into as an organization to, to grow your business. And if we can find ways to do that, and these things that we're talking about are ways to do that, it allows you guys to be able to build more relationships and then in turn make more placements. Yes, it does. And we will further expand on that again, like I said, on our next episode with our coal, our coal writer. Our coal writer. Yeah, that's, that's his new title. Our coal writer, copy windler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until then, thank you so much for listening. If you want to know more about recruiters' websites, go on all the socials, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. We are on them. We have info for you. And we can't wait to talk to you again. Thanks. We look forward to it. Have a good day.